Welcome to the KPMG Financial Reporting Podcast Series, delivering fresh insights and perspectives around major accounting and financial reporting developments across a range of timely topics. We thank you for joining today. Hello, I'm John Barbagallo, a Managing Director at KPMG. And in today's episode, I have the pleasure of discussing the new SEC proposed rule on cybersecurity disclosures with three of my colleagues, Erin McCloskey, a partner in our Department of Professional Practice, John Rohde, an audit partner and leader of our Board Leadership Center in our Chicago office, and Matt Miller, an advisory principal from our New York City office. Erin, John, and Matt spend a great deal of time assisting our clients with cybersecurity matters, and it's my pleasure to have them join us today. Let's start off today's podcast by discussing why the SEC issued this proposed rule, as well as some of the background on SEC cyber dis- cybersecurity disclosures. Erin, please give us your thoughts on the cybersecurity guidance that exists today and what's in this proposal. Thanks, John, and I'm happy to join the podcast today. I'll start off briefly with the existing regulatory framework. So currently, there are no disclosure requirements in regulations SK or SX that explicitly refer to cybersecurity risks or incidents. But there are existing rules and regulations that may be applicable to cybersecurity matters. And so the SEC over the years has issued guidance to assist companies with the application of those requirements to cybersecurity. Um, First, back in 2011, the SEC's Division of Corporation Finance issued guidance with its views on companies' existing disclosure obligations about cybersecurity risks and incidents. And then in 2018, the Commission issued guidance that reinforced and expanded on that 2011 guidance. The guidance collectively discusses how companies might consider cybersecurity matters when preparing disclosures in periodic reports and registration statements. And some of the topics they discuss uh, include disclosure of material information, the timeliness of disclosures, disclosure controls and procedures, risk factors, MDNA, and, and several other topics. Now, jumping to the proposal, the proposed rules would codify many of the concepts in the cybersecurity guidance that the SEC issued back in 2011 and 2018. And generally speaking, the proposal is intended to provide investors with more consistent, comparable, and decision-useful information so that they can better evaluate a company's exposure to cybersecurity risks and incidents. So to summarize, there are two main components of the proposal. First, the timing and extent of disclosures that uh, where there is a material cybersecurity incident. And then second, disclosures about a company's policies and procedures related to cybersecurity risk management, strategy, and board governance. Now, regarding that first component, the reporting of cybersecurity incidents, the proposal would require disclosure of specific information about a material cybersecurity incident on Form 8K, and that would be within four business days of the company determining that the incident is material. And I just want to clarify that. The Form 8K would not be due within four days of the incident occurring, but again, it would be four business days of the company's determination of the incident being material. So, um, and I also should say that that timeline would not uh, be delayed for any sort of ongoing internal or external investigations of the cyber incident. And interestingly enough, the reporting obligation would not end there. Uh, So after the initial reporting of the incident on Form 8K, 
The proposal would also require periodic updates on form uh, forms 10K and 10Q of those material incidences or incidents that had material changes or additions or any sort of updates to the information that was previously disclosed. And now if I go back to that, the proposal second component, the proposal would also require companies to disclose on their form 10K their policies and procedures to identify and manage cybersecurity risks and threats. So this is going to include whether uh, the company considers cybersecurity to be a part of the business's strategy, its financial planning, as well as capital allocation. And then another disclosure that would be required is a description of management's role and expertise in assessing and managing cybersecurity risks and in implementing the cybersecurity policies and procedures. And then the last point I wanted to make from the proposal uh, for today is that companies would also be required to disclose the board of directors oversight of cybersecurity risk. And again, similar to management, the board member, uh, if there's a board member with cybersecurity expertise. And so both of those disclosures would be required in annual reports as well as in certain proxy statements. Thanks, Aaron. You know, I think the word of the day is, is material, right? Or materiality. You must have mentioned it about four or five times. So tell us how materiality is, is viewed in the context of, uh, of this proposed guidance. Yeah, so the SEC did reiterate that materiality would be viewed consistently with the interpretation of materiality that's already been set out in the securities laws. Uh, so that's going to mean that information is material if there is substantial likelihood that a reasonable shareholder would consider it. Uh, it important in making an investment decision, or if it would uh, have a significantly altered the total mix of information made available. So this is not going to be a mechanical exercise or a quantitative analysis, but rather registrants really will need to evaluate all the relevant facts and circumstances. And that's going to include both quantitative and qualitative factors regarding a cyber incident. So uh, in order to determine what is material. Yeah, thanks again, Aaron. Uh, you know, John, turning to you for a moment, you know, I was surprised to see a disclosure requirement for a board of director oversight regarding cybersecurity risk and this this board member cybersecurity expertise. So walk us through how registrants should be thinking about preparing for these new requirements. Sure, John, happy to. Uh, you know, first, um, from an overall standpoint, the SEC proposal is uh, certainly consistent with the increasing investor demands for transparency and enhanced disclosures related to emerging risk. And every board has certainly had cyber risk at the top of the agenda for some time now, and the recent events by Russia have only heightened this risk. As, as far as expertise, I think it's, it's safe to say that boards will continue to enhance the number of board members with cyber experience. And according to a to a recent third-party benchmarking report released just last month, a little over 10% of S&P directors disclosed having cyber experience. So we certainly uh, will see that increase. And as boards refine their boardroom cybersecurity and data governance discussions and focus on their own oversight responsibilities and this recent SEC proposal, I'd offer just a few considerations that may be helpful for boards. First, uh, boards should request an update from management on the company's cybersecurity risk assessment. Second, uh, they should take a hard look at the um, uh, third-party vulnerabilities, in, including supply chain vulnerabilities. 
Third, uh, boards should look to understand the company's incident response plan, perhaps requesting a, a refresh of the company's tabletop exercises. You know, a separate note to make here with the rave, the, the wave of ransomware attacks uh, that's prompted many companies to take a fresh look at their cyber insurance coverages. Fourth, uh, uh, boards should look to reinforce their own cybersecurity protocols. And the fifth and last point is to really be intentional uh, with the allocation of cybersecurity and data governance oversight responsibilities between board committees. And this last point on being intentional with oversight responsibilities is really critically important especially when there are overlapping responsibilities between committees. And cyber is certainly one of those key risks that touches multiple committees. And while cybersecurity oversight may reside with a technology or cyber committee, the audit committee will clearly have overlapping responsibilities given the requirement to make disclosures and SEC filings, as we just went through, and given the need for the audit committee to assess the internal control impact of cyber events. So, John, in closing, being intentional with oversight will help ensure there's an appropriate system to manage key risk, and that is to identify, to assess, to mitigate, and monitor those risks. And this, of course, includes cyber. Yeah, thanks, John. Sounds like there's going to be a significant need for cybersecurity resources in the next uh, couple of years. Uh, now turning to our last speaker today, Matt, uh, to continue the materiality issue, uh, I imagine the determination of what is considered to be either material uh, material incident in either individually or in the aggregate could be complex. So when thinking about materiality as well as other requirements we heard about today, how should registrants be preparing for the proposal, you know, both from a policies and procedures perspective, as well as an incident evaluation perspective? Yeah, happy to take on that 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 topic. I think I think aggregation is really one of the, the most interesting um, components of the proposal and probably one of the areas where we are looking for additional um, clarity back from the SEC based on on comments. And, you know, when you think of aggregation, aggregation is, is not necessarily a new concept in the cybersecurity space. And I'll give three examples um, where more mature cybersecurity organizations are aggregating um, incident data and, and risk data today. So, you know, if you think of a campaign like a phishing campaign that could impact multiple users, a lot of times we are, you know, not viewing that as a single incident. We are viewing that as a broader incident that could be impacting a, a larger population of, of a uh, corporation. Uh, you know, another example that's a little bit different would be tying it directly to the threat actor. So you could have a threat actor that is conducting multiple types of um, activities against your organization over a longer period of time, the most mature organizations are tracking to those threat actors based upon on their tactics and procedures to be able to understand, you know, their exposure to, to an individual group. I think another third example where we see the aggregation concept play out is in, in, in the data privacy regulations that have continued to expand over the, the last um, five years. Uh, you know, they look at uh, you know, employee or customer records and aggregate the number of, of potential exposures in a data loss event to uh, really drive reporting requirements and and how you know those organizations need to react. So the concept of aggregation, you know, does exist in cybersecurity today. Where I think it becomes interesting with the SEC proposal is 
um, what could aggregation potentially look like? And you know, one analogy that I've I've used recently is um, you know if, if if you think of you know getting stung by a bee, you know it's one thing to step on a nest and be stung ten times in 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 one moment you know, which could create a, you know, I guess, material event um, for you. You know, the other is, uh, let's say you're, you know, stung once a year for 10 years in a, in a row. That's an aggregated over a long temporal time period. Um, you know, when you look at the, you know, breakdown kind of the intent of the SEC proposal, you could see it maybe go even in, in both directions where a lot of the intent in terms of, uh, you know, looking at, at board of director responsibilities of the way that you've implemented policies and procedures and governance within your organization. It's a lot about just cyber hygiene in general and making sure that um, cyber is is an area where companies continue to invest where they are investing appropriately for for their their risk landscape. And so, you know, the concept of aggregation of uh, various types of events over a longer period of time can really drive to providing transparency into into the hygiene of uh in an organization the maturity of their controls their processes their procedures and the oversight that uh that um both john and aaron mentioned thanks matt very helpful certainly there's a lot of information for registrants to absorb with this proposal and i encourage all interested parties to submit comments to the sec by the comment period deadline of may 9th 2022. Aaron, John, and Matt, thank you so much for spending time chatting with us today. I think it was a great overview of the SEC's cybersecurity proposal, and I'm certainly looking forward to our next uh, SEC update podcast. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this KPMG Financial Reporting Podcast. For more in-depth financial reporting developments, analysis, and podcast episodes, please visit frv.kpmg.us and be sure to subscribe today. Also, we are social. You can also follow us on LinkedIn at KPMG Financial Reporting View or with hashtag KPMG FRV.